Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Selling your car on Cars.com is so easy. It's like the dealer is in your own backyard. It's all done in three simple steps. One, enter your car's details to get the best offer instantly. Two, confirm with a local dealer. And three, Receive a check on the spot or use the value to trade in your car. Cars.com. It's magical. Click or tap to sell your car on Cars.com today. And good morning and welcome to Forging the Falcons. This is our regularly scheduled Wednesday morning time at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Nick Kendall should be joining me here shortly. Uh, Wanted to get started. Say good morning to everybody. We went yesterday with a gut reaction on a... uh, After a Monday night game, we will be regularly at 8.45 on Mondays after the Sunday games. But we did a game after, uh, we did a, a, a pod after the Monday night game. Don't think we'll see too many of those this year, but uh, it was a fun game for sure to try and cover. And we'll get into a little bit of that. And uh, we're going to hit on a few topics this morning. We're going to talk about a, a Bleacher Report article that has the uh, rank the quarterbacks. And I was a little surprised to see where Marcus Mariota was ranked. We're going to talk about some of the roster cuts what that means for the players that are still on the roster. And we'll talk about some of the roster battles that go down uh, that that will still be happening over the course of the next week as the big cuts happen when the teams go from 80 to 53 in the next six days. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome in my co-host, Nick Kendall, who is up bright and early in Seattle. Again, I am Scott Kennedy in Atlanta, and this is Nick Kendall, and he is in Seattle. So we are, we've got your, your Falcons covered from coast to coast and good morning nick how are you doing this morning i'm doing well i'm catching up on some sleep and starting to get excited for the next big adventure uh starting thursday i'm going 
with about 30 miles, 7,000 feet elevation gain on the north part of the Wonderland Trail. So uh, now when you non-stop. do that, how much how much of that do you do in one day? Um, my group that I'm going with on this one, some of them are not as gung ho <laughs> as I am about the, the mileage and the distance. So we're going about nine miles a day. Uh, okay. We're doing it three days and three nights, but I'm doing a few uh, side ventures while they're doing it. I'll probably wake up at about. 3 30 a.m on friday to go to a uh, fire lookout and watch the sunrise um which as well so uh, a little bit crazy but i'm used to being up early and you know just just going for it so it's uh excited for it well that'll be a lot of fun for sure um you know I'm, i know victor's in here they so want to say good morning to victor um good morning victor for some reason the 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 stream didn't show up on youtube quite the way it normally does so hopefully people mm-hmm. are still finding their way in on youtube i shared it out on twitter <clears throat> All the more reason to be following us on Twitter to make sure you don't uh, miss out on anything. Joe coming in, always with us in the mornings. Good morning, Joe. And he says, good morning, Scott. And uh, good morning, Nick. And Ray Falcon, one of the OGs. Ray's been with us. We've been doing this a little over a year now. And, and Ray's been with us since the very beginning. So welcome in, Ray. Glad to have you. Uh, would love to get some of your comments, guys, on and uh, uh, ladies that come in on, on the game that come in. If, you're, if you missed yesterday... And you want to have it, have any questions or anything like that. Um, and Ray does. <laughs> Ray's coming in hot this morning. So we'll hit on those topics as well as the ones that I, I just mentioned as well. Uh, Jeremy Sean coming in says, good morning, fellas. Just got the notification. Okay, good, good. Glad those are starting to go out. Uh, again, going, you know, following on Twitter, making sure you get that. And then just kind of get used to the schedule. The schedule, hopefully, you know, um, is I know there's a lot of shows that Nick and I do, but this one is going to be every Wednesday, 9 a.m., every Monday, 8.45 a.m. Eastern. And Ray's coming in hot a little bit. He says, am I wrong that I'm pissed the way the game was coached in the second half? Uh, can someone tell, please tell me why we put Felipe Franks in. Um, I, I mentioned yesterday, Ray, uh, that when I was, I was at the Senior Bowl and I watched Felipe Franks in college and I was, at the time, I said I don't think Felipe Frank should be drafted as a quarterback, and 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 I didn't say I didn't say as a quarterback. I said drafted because it was just assumed that he'd play quarterback, uh, and he wasn't. He wasn't drafted. I'm like, okay, good. So you know, there's still some some GMs out there with with half a brain, and um, the more I see him play quarterback, the more I'm convinced he should be playing tight end and special teams. So you know, why do you put Felipe Franks in there? He's in there as an emergency quarterback, Ray. Um, he's there. So you don't have to have a third quarterback. Basically mm-hmm. you've got your starter, you've got your backup. Both of those look really good. You shouldn't ever see your third string quarterback over the course of the season. Um, you know, it, it rarely happens across all 32 teams. Um, why was he even in then? Good question. Just to get some emergency reps, uh, I mm-hmm. guess. So he's, he's ready in case, break glass in case of emergency nick what you know everybody's playing three he just happens to be the third guy and maybe they're going to have some packages in there where he comes in and gives you a a spread wildcat option type of look possibly and you just want to get him comfortable under center it's not yeah, typically no, fair to the rest of the team though is it i mean is it fair to the rest of the team for most of these third string quarterbacks <laughs> right like some of the, we've seen like the hall of fame game or stuff like that where it's these third and fourth strings quarter, quarterbacks and the level of play drops tremendously it's why teams are chasing elite quarterbacks all the time it makes just such a big difference i think the probably the biggest thing that would bother that i agree with and ray on this one is that 
Desmond Ritter probably needs as many reps as he can, you know, trying to get a, get him seasoned and up to date. And um, when you're playing, uh, when you're playing a guy like Felipe Franks, you know, there's less reps there for Ritter. Mm-hmm. I guess the one thing is though, Ritter has been playing well. You don't mm-hmm. want to maybe overexpose him or like, you know, he's, his confidence is high. Why put him back out there for a series? And a lot of teams talk about, you know, we, we went three and out. We didn't want to leave our first team out there with a bad taste in their mouth. And I feel like Ritter so far, every single start he's had has not been really a bad taste in his mouth. So they yeah. yank him at a time that makes makes sense for a guy in a game that doesn't matter. Well, and they've also talked. Here's the thing is, is Arthur Smith has talked about he wants to see Ritter uh, face adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you face adversity every day as a rookie. You know, let's yeah. be let's be real about that. Um, you know, and, and maybe it. it it contradicts a little bit of the thought process of we want to make sure he leaves on a high. So, you know, I, I kind of agree with Victor and Ray coming in saying, you know, I, I may have liked to have seen Desmond Ritter play maybe the whole time. And maybe he plays, I bet he gets at least a half this week. Um, you know, how much do we see? I, I would put the starters in again. The Falcons need Marcus Mariota playing uh, and, and being sharp and getting comfortable with the receivers, getting comfortable with the offensive line, getting comfortable out there. He hasn't played a ton of football over the last couple of years. So I won't be surprised to see him play. Uh, but when he's not playing, I want Desmond Ritter playing. I don't want Felipe Franks playing. So I agree with Ray Victor on this one. Yeah. No, I mean, also you're coming from, uh, gosh, his name is blanking you right now. The general manager coming from New Orleans. Maybe they uh, want Terry that. Terry Fontenot. Terry Fontenot. Yes. Uh, maybe they want that uh, Taysom Hill kind of guy, you know, emergency quarterback gives you different mm-hmm. options, special teams, tight end, and maybe also Felipe Franks. Maybe is a, a big benefit to the locker room as well. You know, the quarterback meetings and whatnot. So hard to say unless you know the dynamics in there. But again, it's your third string quarterback. Do I most teams get upset? <laughs> most fans get upset in Broncos country. We're having pretty not heated, but, you know, discussions about how terrible the second and third string quarterback are. Typically, when you get beyond the first string, it's not good in the NFL. So um, I guess be happy you have two that are good and you can get excited about a lot more of your preseason yeah. reps. And don't get me wrong. I like having Felipe Franks on the roster. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he offers something beyond just being a, a roster spot holder as your third quarterback. Sometimes you can stash that guy on the practice squad, but Felipe Franks can contribute in multiple ways. And if he can, great. I think mm-hmm. I, I like having him on the roster. Um, again, emergency third string quarterback. You don't want to see him in there unless, like you said, there's there's some Taysom Hill in there. Because Felipe Franks, his college resume as a passer is every bit as good as Taysom Hill was. So um, yeah, it's just he, he never had the the accuracy. He didn't, you know, he didn't have the resume or the team around him, and it wasn't as good a player as as Tim Tebow. But Tebow was a very similar way. He put up good numbers in college, but you could just tell by the release and the arm and everything that he just was not an NFL-type quarterback. Just the, the, the throwing just was, at the end of the day, you still got to be able to make the throws consistently. And I just never saw that with Felipe Franks. But again, you know, I thought Tim Tebow should have gone and been the next Dallas Clark as a, as a tight end, uh, H-back type. So I like that you've got him free he was an undrafted free agent and he can do multiple things because i saw out there busting his butt on special teams um i think i don't think it was on kick i'm pretty sure it was on punt return i'm like yeah go get it kid love it love to see it yeah no absolutely and uh a lot of the third string quarterback talk but uh you know it's 
I don't think it's the worst situation seeing him play. And the biggest thing is that I think Mariota and Ritter have looked pretty good so far. I know it's preseason yeah. action. It's the first team against a lot of second string guys, blah, blah, blah. But uh, there should be some hope there, uh, considering some people are not as big on the Falcons quarterbacks. Um, and well, we and there, there is a lot of third string quarterback talk because, frankly, there's been a lot of quarterback talk. When, when mm-hmm. any there were, there were people, there was a, a large contingent of Falcons fans that were so tired of Matt Ryan that it was basically anybody but Matt Ryan. You know, okay, Felipe Franks didn't come in. He's 6'7". He runs a 4'5". Yes, 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 no, 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 no. I don't want him playing quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. I didn't want him drafted. Uh, I thought someone might take a, a reach on him, and he ended up getting third or fourth round. Um, but I was, you know, as, a, as an undrafted free agent guy, to come in and do some things, yeah, very good. And coming in and doing things, some things for us is Mark Schrader. Welcome in, Mark. Glad to see you. Appreciate you being here. And Kevin Mapp also coming in on Facebook. So make sure you're hitting that like and share buttons on YouTube and Facebook. It really helps us out. We start slow and it starts building and building and building because you help us out. And we end up finishing with our biggest part of our audience. So it, it does. Our audience increases as it goes on because y'all come in and hit that like and share button. I'm going to do that right now. Uh, hit that like and share button on uh on the Facebook and YouTube stuff. And if you happen to be on Twitter, hit that retweet also. That helps as well. So good morning, Kevin. Um, Ray coming in and he says, I think Ritter is better than Marcus. That's, this is going to be, this kind of leads us into uh, the discussion here. Um, I'm going to drop this. I, I usually do. I'm going to drop this article, share if we're going to talk about it. We might as well send him a link. Um, Bleacher Report, um, you know, Ian Horton, on Bleacher, you know, did his quarterback power rankings and he came in and he said that uh, number 32 was Marcus Mariota. That surprised me a little bit, Nick. You know, I'm, I'm not expecting a world beater. You know, I'm not thinking top 10, top 15, but 32. Um, let me see here. Let me see some of the things he said. Uh, he's free agent, uh, played for Arthur Smith, yada, yada, yada. He never reached the heights he did in 2016 and has gotten worse every year since. His athleticism may help design a disastrous offensive line, but there's not much reason for optimism. He's in a situation where he needs to produce a career best season to avoid being benched for rookie Desmond Ritter. Um, I can see that part. Yeah, I mean, I, I th- again, I think he needs to play at a, a, a solid level. If he's playing like the worst quarterback in the NFL – we're going to see Desmond Ritter sooner than later. Yeah, no, absolutely. It does seem harsh, but Mariota hasn't played in a while. And once you start going through some of the names, it does kind of add up. But like, how can you put a guy like Justin Fields right now uh, ahead of Marcus Mariota, a guy like Zach Wilson ahead of Mariota? I mean, Baker Mayfield has not been very good. Uh, Also, maybe why should he be ahead of him? So this is one reason that I don't really like the ordinal lists and for you folk, non-science folks and homes uh, ordinal means it's like a category one two three four five six right i prefer buckets tiers mm-hmm. tier mm-hmm. the quarterbacks because then you're if you want to argue within the tiers that's fine but i think it's a much better way to uh, discuss the players so 32 out of 32 pretty damn harsh mark schrader comes in with a uh with the stars for us kicking us off on stars yes you can contribute both stars on either of the facebook pages you're watching on um, or Super Chats is a way to kind of say thank you to your Forging the Falcons crew here. Um, you know, and it, again, so obviously not a guarantee, not, not a, a prerequisite. We're here regardless. But if you want to say thank you like Mark just did, 
that is a, a way to do it. And, and and Nick, going back to your point, I asked myself if you are, and we want to say hi to Dom again real quick. Dom, uh, Jaramillo coming in. Welcome, Dom. Appreciate you being here. Um, my thought on this, Nick, is if you how I'm judging my quarterbacks is if I need to win a game tomorrow, who would I rather have? Now, if I'm starting a game and my life's on the line and I've got this Falcons team, would I rather have Justin Fields or would I rather have Marcus Mariota? Would I rather have a healthy Zach Wilson or would I rather have Marcus Mariota? Um, would I rather have and Mark Schrader and Joe Cannon both use the name Drew Locke? They actually had Geno Smith. So Drew Locke hasn't been able to beat out Geno Smith and Geno Smith has looked terrible. Would you rather have Geno Smith or would you rather have Marcus Mariota? You know, so far I'm three for three on Marcus on the on these yeah. games for a, for a single game. I think some of the upside, you know, if I'm drafting a team right now and I'm starting a team, I like the upside better yeah. on a Justin Fields. I'm still not sold on Zach Wilson because what scared me about him is when he actually had time was when he looked the worst. That's yeah. a scary proposition. So I know it's preseason, but Nick, he hadn't looked like the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. No, he hasn't. And when he played with the Raiders as well, spot started, he looked pretty darn good. And I think him not getting play with the Raiders says much more about Derek Carr, uh, yeah, who's Derek a, borderline, Carr's a good quarterback. Very good. Um, mm -hmm. And that hurts me to say. Um, but uh, in another quarterback, you didn't even list here, uh, Taylor Heineke. I know good story coming out there playing for the commanders, but I'd take Marcus Mariota over Taylor Heineke as well. Or they have Carson Wentz now. I they guess, have Carson still, Wentz in that spot, which is still an argument. Argument, yeah. You exactly. know, it, it basically it goes 31 Zach Wilson, 30 Daniel Jones, 29 Geno Smith, 28, Mitch Trubisky, 27, Trey Lance, 26, Jared Goff, 25, Justin Fields, 24, Davis Mills, 23, Ryan Tannehill. I'm waiting to get to Carson Wentz, 22, Carson Wentz. I wasn't just going to scroll through the whole thing, and hopefully that didn't. Sometimes when I scroll while I'm doing this, my microphone gets a little gets a little staticky. Nope, um, so, again... Uh, I, that's a, a great way to put it. Cause you know, when I did rankings for college football recruiting, you know, these guys, you've got them at 16 and these at nine, I'm like, yeah, but they, they're points based. You know, I yeah. always like to put them on a, on a, a line graph, mm -hmm. you know, and you might see Alabama and Ohio state way up here, small drop off to USC. And then there's basically a flat line between like eight and 17 where they're all like this close to one another. I'm like, I'm basically telling you, I'm not telling you that they're, nine spots worse i'm telling you basically there isn't a difference between eight and 17. that's what the numbers are telling you forget that it's nine spots less so ordinal is a uh how you how you put that is is a much you know smarter way to put it than than i did i'm like i'd just graph it and show people <laughs> yeah and uh, the, the chat as well talking now to a tag of Iola. What has he proven yet? Uh, he was pretty poor last year. Teddy Bridgewater. If you're going to throw him out there as well, I'd rather have Marcus Mariota. So uh, I, I don't know. I get it that uh, Marcus Mariota, when he left the Titans, when he was benched, that kind of left a poor taste in a lot of people's mouth because then Tannehill came in and looked pretty good uh, for them. Mm -hmm. But Mariota, he's probably one of the, he is probably one of the worst five to 10 quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in football. But you knew that going in. What are you paying him? Look what his contract and, is. I mean, he's making some decent money. Well, com compared to starting quarterbacks, the length, the guaranteed. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's basically a one year, $12 million deal. 
and most quarterbacks are making 20 plus the, the ones yeah, that have and, reached their second contract. And, uh, and Mariota, he, he wasn't bad. No. Uh, you know, it's just the, the record of the team was two and four. Uh, but in six games, he was seven touchdowns and two interceptions uh, with a 92.3 um, quarterback rating. You know who that was better than since, you know, we've, we've got some Denver Broncos fans in here and we like to reminisce about the four and one from Drew Locke. Those numbers are better than what Drew Locke had in his four and one. Yeah. So his numbers weren't bad. Um, again, there's more than just numbers. But when he went out, um, the team took off under Ryan Tannehill. And then they've, they've stayed that way. And now Ryan, T- Ryan Tannehill has kind of reverted back to form, which is where he was in Miami, which was a guy that Miami didn't want. Yeah. Yeah, Welcome he's... in, Jason. Jason says, I don't hate that list, but they overrated Tua. I, I agree. Um, Tua was starting to play pretty well. Baker Mayfield at 21. You know, the one for me that might be is a little bit of a head scratcher. It's Jameis Winston all the way up at 19, you know, to think again, you're talking tiers. I'm like, how close is Jameis Winston to the bottom you know, to being because, you know, a, a good Jameis Winston is pretty good, you know, but a bad Jameis Winston is freaking awful. Um, and he's coming off of a, a season ending injury and he play and Sean Payton's not there anymore. We'll see We'll see what Michael Thomas does with the Saints and we'll get a really good look at Jameis, you know, in, a, in two weeks when they uh, when when they hook up against the Falcons in week one of the season. The problem with that is, is Jameis Winston has better numbers. I actually did an article on it. He has better numbers against the Falcons than Patrick Mahomes' career rating, Aaron Rodgers' career rating, and Tom Brady's career rating. So mm-hmm. saying that he turns into Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady when he plays the Falcons is legit. He, uh, he, he roasts uh, the, the Falcons. So um, we... we he could uh, he could prove to be a top five guy after week one, and everybody's scrambling to get him in their fantasy leagues. Yeah, and he was pretty hot week one last year. I think his what did he have like a five touchdown game, a six touchdown game against the Packers week one. So uh, James Winston's talented. It's always never it's never been the talent uh, for him. Um, so uh, we have Ray Falcon coming in saying, to be honest, our defense looks ions better than last year, eons better than last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no doubt uh, the defense looks. Looks to have a lot more depth, and I think that's a testament to the the bolstering of draft picks this team had. But also, I think the biggest thing, and we haven't really seen it so much yet in the secondary, but I think the fr- the defensive front specifically looks a lot more talented. Graham looks like a different player year two, which has been huge for the unit. Mm-hmm. And you aren't playing, you know, Jags uh, put it to put it that way at the edge position. Even if Seba Means wasn't even a Jag, average yeah. would have been great. You know, typically you mean a replaceable, just a guy, just another guy. Yeah. They weren't even Jags. Jags would have been big step ups. They were, you know, Fowler was, Fowler was a Jag. Dante Fowler was a guy. He he was out there. He was a guy. He was okay. Steven Means, God bless him, was impossibly bad. Uh, Impossibly. So getting average out of the other edge position will make a big difference. Yep. 100% 100% and also P's, you know, year two with the defense. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but defense does look a lot better. That said, it is preseason football. Are they showing everything coverage-wise, uh, pressure-wise? A lot of times teams can play, you know, basic shells, don't get beat over the top early in preseason. So it's uh, it's not the live reps yet, so to speak, that really when you find out about the defense. Uh, so we'll figure that out. And 
overall, though, I think it's going to be better, uh, a better unit. Maybe the linebacking core steps back, but that's probably the least important uh, positional group on the defense. And I say that just because Deion Jones coming off an injury and uh, losing um, Aluakon uh, to Poirier. the Poirier Poirier Aluakon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the name. <laughs> um, which, I, losing... which I do want to talk a little bit about um, Troy Anderson as well before we yeah. get out of here. Um, I thought I thought he looked a good game as we get into this. Um, real quick, and I'll come back to Ray. Mark coming in, he, he's got a, a cup of coffee for uh for for uh for nick to appreciate the the stars mark as always uh ray we i touched on this a lot yesterday and i I said that there was the second snap of the game was just right off the bat was this is a different defense um i don't know if the play i i I watched it i've watched it twice and just remember i was just watching the players and not their original play to know if it was designed to go left or if that's the way it was forced because the second snap handoff to the left was it designed to go to the middle they couldn't anthony rush got a little bit of a push against two guys occupied two blockers right there taquan graham took the tackle and knocked him three yards into the backfield forcing the running back to the outside and who's out there new signing casey hayward at corner sealing an edge fabian moreau would have been headed for the pylon in the other direction last year uh, you know, he, he was on skates on the outside. It drove me nuts. Run defense is an, is a mindset. It's an attitude kind of like blocking. We talked a little bit about, uh, with Broncos, Albert Okawebenam, either it's a mindset. It's not a, a skill so much. There's technique involved, but holding that edge and being tough enough to do it. But I saw that play. I'm like, all right, these are the upgrades we were looking for. Uh, and Taquan Graham is an internal upgrade that, that Arthur Smith called it a big leap. That's gushing for Arthur Smith. He doesn't talk about players. <laughs> he doesn't like talking about players, about individuals. But Taquan Graham has looked fantastic uh, in the preseason. Yeah. And even if he just steps up to average on the DL, that's great. And then I've said from the beginning, Casey Hayward uh, opposite AJ Terrell is just going to be a huge upgrade because Fabian Moreau was freaking awful last year. You know, him and Means on the edge, y- you get the edge every time. Every single time uh, that you wanted to run the ball, you're seven yards out and you're hoping a safety before a safety get out there and make a tackle. So uh, a very, a very uh, just one play helped kind of sum up the uh, the run defense for me right there with Anthony Rush in the middle, Taquan Graham uh, helping to uh, helping to control the edge, even though he's a three, four, he wasn't playing edge, but he, he still forced up. the guy outside yeah. and then Casey Hayward being strong enough on the full outside to the, to turn it back inside and make a tackle thing of beauty, man thing of beauty, Ray. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure uh, Pease was happy about that as well. So I think the defense will be better uh, overall. Um, you're talking about Troy Anderson. I didn't highlight him that much, but obviously he's been brought about slowly coming off injury. Uh, what were your thoughts of his action so far in preseason and your expectations this year? And first we got Rob saying, good morning, Nick and Scott. Happy hump day. Happy hump day to you as well, Rob. Hope you're doing well. Absolutely, Rob. Welcome. Good morning. Thanks for coming in over on YouTube. Uh, my thoughts on Troy Anderson were, and you know, I've, I've said a zillion times, you know, there's no such thing as unbiased. I'm biased. I, I, I really, really like what I've seen out of Troy Anderson. Anything I see from him, I want it to be good. Um, so I try and dial that back, recognize that bias. And... I still liked what I saw for the most part. I, I felt like he was playing chicken with your head cut off is too too strong. Um, but 
you could tell he wanted to make an impact. You know, he wanted to get after it. He wasn't always taking the right angles. He wasn't always in the right spots. But everything he was doing was a step faster than anybody else that was playing out there, which I love to see. And and from a scheme point of view, I've seen more guys sent dead up the middle, whether it was Rashawn Evans or Troy Anderson, coming dead up the middle on a blitz than we saw all of last year. So there's a little more athleticism in that spot um, in size that I think we'll see. Well, we're going to see more than 18 sacks by default. Again, that's that's that that number was crazy low. Um, but I think we're going to see some some uh, some sacks from the inside linebackers this year, Nick. I think we're going to see some pressure right up right up the gut from uh, from Evans, um, from Anderson, uh, specifically Troy Anderson coming in, and then um, you know maybe Michael Walker, but he's really good in coverage. But I, I'd keep an eye on on Rashawn Evans and Troy Anderson coming straight up the gut. Um, but I was very pleased with what I saw. Well, you remember what just leading up to the draft as well, talking about Troy Anderson uh, being like, okay, well, sometimes his processing, his flipping his hips can be a little bit wrong, but man, he is a freak athlete. Where does that translate the easiest for the linebacker position? Pin your ears back, baby, and go (laughs) edge a gap, you know, go hunt. Uh, Don't think hunt. Um, So using the linebackers, which again, uh, I think in today's NFL, it's, we're seeing a trickle up effect. That's typically what happens in uh, football with scheme and whatnot, but Colleges have been using linebackers more and more again. You know, I think it was the Broncos under, I can't remember who the coordinator was, but the zone blitz um, was pretty popular. And you're seeing that a lot with the uh, four, four, two, five or three, four look with the linebackers lining up Mm -hmm. as a, a mug uh, over an a gap. And are they coming? Are they going? They're trying to um, confuse, put up more guys on the defensive line than they have blockers. So then if you have a free guy or run a stunt or something, you're going to create much more space. It's not just confusion on the back end, it's confusion in the front end, having an athlete, with size. Uh, I was saying the size is there. Because Foye yep. was a really intelligent uh, middle linebacker, inside linebacker. But, you know, him and Dion are 220 at most. Yeah. You know, they, they're they listed less than that. Where You yep. know, where Troy Anderson's coming in at 245 and runs like the wind. I mean, he's yep. he's an exciting, exciting player. I'm excited to see Albert Knoppers coming in on Facebook. Yeah. He says, hello, guys. Well, good morning, Albert. Appreciate you checking in on Facebook. Uh, we've got about seven likes and shares on uh, on Facebook right now, so make sure you hit that uh, and come in a little bit. And speaking of one of the other linebackers who has had different roles <clears throat> with the Falcons, and I like him better as a a true outside in a four uh, three, usually on, on a will like a, a weak backer. Uh, but you know, with Deion Jones, um, Ray asks, he says, "What's up with Deion? Is he going to play? Are you mad we got rid of Campbell?" Um, why can I think who Campbell is? So when I, I've thought about that since, and Ray, I'm I'm blanking on who who Campbell is. Um, so apologies, but what's up with Dion? Oh, what is up with Dion? Dion is super expensive, um, and at times has been considered a detriment in the locker room. Um, that was one of the reasons they kind of wanted to get Devondre Campbell. They dra- they got drafted together. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you, Joe. Can't be too mad about it because it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Green, thanks, y'all. It's uh, it's been a while because he didn't leave an impression. Um, he was amazing last a, year. A real good impression for me. But yes, thanks, guys. I'm yeah. not overly mad that Devondre Campbell is bad. He, he again, we were talking about Jags. To me, he was kind of just a guy. Uh, at was, least with he, the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, at least with the Falcons. I know. Didn't he move on to Detroit last year? No, he went to the Packers and was like first team All Pro. He was incredible in Green Bay last year. 
Okay. Well, I forgot about him with the Falcons and yeah. didn't watch the Packers. So th- yeah. thank you. Then, then yeah, I probably should be mad uh, that we got <laughs> rid of uh, Devontae Campbell and weren't using him quite right. Yeah. Um, be mad at the defense again. Um, be and mad at the defensive scheme and, and why wasn't he taking advantage of when you lose guys and they don't do anything. You're like, okay, that was the right move. When you lose guys and they flourish, you're like, all right, we screwed up. Um, so thanks gentlemen. Um, is Dion going to play? I don't know. Arthur Smith is saying the right things right now. He's working to get closer. I don't get the same vibe I did with Calvin Ridley last year. The first, the first press conference I heard when he was eligible, the week before he was eligible to come off of, uh, um, they put him on an, an, a short-term IR. When he was eligible to come back, <clears throat> I'm like, hey, he ain't coming back. Listen to the, listen to the way... Um, Listen to the way Arthur Smith is talking. There's no way. I don't get that same vibe yet. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they'd like to move him on in his, uh, his giant salary, but it, it still doesn't make sense financially to move him on this year. I don't see any way he's an Atlanta Falcon in 2023. Yeah, that would be – it would be shocking uh, if he was, but uh, we'll see. And, man, I, I totally forgot about Calvin Ridley. Man, it's – not to get on a pedestal here real quick, but what's going on with the Browns and Deshaun Watson. And then you have Calvin Ridley suspended for a year. What a f- bleeping disgrace. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, there's God. a lot of that going around where, you know, <clears throat> again, I don't necessarily have a problem with Calvin Ridley's suspension. I don't want to play the what about ism type of thing. I mean, basically, you know, if you bet on NFL football, you're risking your career. You know, flat out. So the fact that somebody else did something different to me is a little irrelevant. You know, I I, I get it. I understand. But basically, you're. Like, I'm not saying that Calvin really didn't deserve a year for betting on football. You kind of know that. Again, whether you agree with it or not, kind of like smoking dope. You know, it's hootie hurt, nobody. You know, but you know the rules. The, yeah. the Deshaun Watson thing we could do, and people have done multiple, 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 multiple shows on what should have or should happen with him. And, and again, I've kind of stayed out of that a little bit because I don't know all the facts. I know it looks horrible, but I've, I've stayed out of that one just a little bit. I yeah. really have. It's, it's too, <laughs> that's a little too sensitive for me. Uh, yeah. If he was coming to, if he was coming to Atlanta, frankly, I'm glad the Falcons stepped on their Johnsons and didn't get him. Yeah. Um, because Matt Ryan should be in Indianapolis this year. And that dead cap number should be eaten this year. It accelerates the rebuild and you're going to have a ton of money and draft capital and all kinds of options next year. Yeah. Much more fun for the team builders like ourselves, where you have a lot of options, obviously in the end, you need to get that quarterback, but, uh, avenues to get there and, uh, excited to see maybe, Hey, maybe you already got that guy. Desmond Ritter's look good so far. Uh, excited to see him. We can have a lot of fun uh, team building wise if uh, you are on that rookie contract with a guy like uh, uh, with Desmond Ritter. And yeah, betting is an integrity of the game issue. It is. Um, and it, I know it that is, but you're you're also and sorry to interrupt, Nick, but it's also becoming more and more integrated with the game. They have. If you go over to uh, if you go over to Europe and go to a match, you know, it's like a horse racing. They've got the 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 bookies the the betting places in the stadiums you know you've got betting sponsors across the kits 
I've got DraftKings. I've got all kinds of gambling things all over everywhere. I've got a team in Las Vegas. So it's the, it's the, you know, do what I say, not what I do type of thing. And selling your car on cars.com is so easy. It's like the dealer is in your own backyard. It's all done in three simple steps. One, enter your car's details to get the best offer instantly. Two, confirm with a local dealer. And three, receive a check on the spot or use the value to trade in your car. Cars.com is magical. Click or tap to sell your car on cars.com today. If there's one thing that bothers me, well, not a little, there's a lot of things that bother me, but the one that comes to the top of the list all the time for me is hypocrisy. Just drives me freaking batty. You know, I've said a zillion times, I don't mind an asshole. I can't stand a hypocrite. And hypocrisy bothers me. And the way, you know, okay, we can have a lottery, you know, as long as the government's running it, but no gambling. Well, that's the hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, the way that the, the the gambling is being integrated into professional sports, yet you don't do it, yeah. is, you know, again... Not on your own team, not on your own on your own league. You can go bet somewhere else. You can go bet college football or something. Yeah. Right, yeah. Know. Today's breaking news: Calvin Ridley suspended for gambling. This was brought to you by DraftKings, number one provider <laughs> by the NFL. It's like, <laughs> cool, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I, I get it, Kevin, for sure. I mean, it's it is it is usually you know I mentioned you know when you start wondering about the integrity of the game, it takes the fun out of sport. It yeah. it does. Uh, you know, with with refereeing decisions deciding a game that type yeah. of thing that that takes the the fun out of the competition so i uh i gr- i agree when sure um it said that over 80 percent of the owners in the 80s had ties to the mob um well now they're tied to the biggest mob in the world which is the united states federal government so um anyway enough on that <laughs> Um, but what did you think when you saw, you know, did you going back to Troy Anderson a little bit in this, this improving defense? Um, you know, what did, what did you see when, when he was out there? Cause he was out there a good bit in the second half. I thought they were flying around, uh, looking pretty well. He's obviously a real good athlete. I thought sometimes he's a little bit, you know, the, the high, like patting his feet a little bit and then going, uh, rather than flowing the general direction and reading it. So obviously some thinking going on out there, making him a little bit slower, but, Again, um, it's early on, and I also liked that the defensive line, for the most part, it seemed to keep him clean. That was another concern with him. While he was a great athlete, he kind of wanted to knife through where, rather than you know taking on shedding blocks, which he's going to have to do in the NFL with the way defensive lines are right now. So I thought he looked pretty good uh, overall. Um, he's going to make some mistakes early on. Uh, I have no doubt about that, especially with a good quarterback. I think they're going to you know try to play action or isolate him in coverage, make him make a mistake. But um, I think you accept the lumps early because of the potential that he has and the playmaking ability he has to chase down plays uh, sideline to sideline. So how much have you looked at the uh, at this roster and some of the potential cuts? You know, where do you feel like some of the key battles are to make this team? Make the team? Yeah, to make this team. You know, where do you think some of the key battles or just some of the key battles in general that are still going on? You know, do you? I don't think there is a a battle at the quarterback position right now. It's Marcus's it's Marcus Mariota's to lose. Uh, you know, as long as he's playing well, he's going to keep it. I feel like right tackle is pretty much sewn up, which warms my heart, honestly. As much hell as we've given Caleb McGarry for his 
play the last two years, he's looked fantastic in the first two preseason games. Um, good for him. Uh, it, the Again, the bias in me responds with, uh, well, why is it taking this long? Now I'm mad. <laughs> the, uh, the, the I'm mad at him thing. But, you know, no, the remove all of that and judge him for what he's doing right now. I'm very, very pleased with uh with where with where Kayla McGarry is um yeah some lots some of, of battles, battles going on with receivers yes I was gonna receiver for sure um I feel like the first three are pretty well set from what I've seen obviously Drake London number one mm-hmm. uh Zacchaeus out there as well as the slot and then uh Brian Edwards um Hodges looks solid uh Bird stands out there but I think those first three are pretty head and shoulders above and the reps kind of indicate that as well from what I've seen uh, the one that this is a backup position battle, but one that still intrigues me is uh, running back two. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. Um, obviously, you know, I was a big Tyler Algier guy uh, mm-hmm. coming into that. And I thought he's what he's averaging five yards of carry out there. And as I think his blocking has been pretty good as well. Looked pretty natural as a receiver, even though BYU didn't really use him that way. Um, they have Damian Williams. They have Quadre Olison. Been using those guys effectively as well. But really curious to see about that backup running back, especially because Cordell Patterson is not a I, I don't think he's a bell cow. Just doesn't right, which I, I kind of think, Nick, I kind of don't put him in the running back bucket, honestly. Yeah. I kind of think of him as like X factor. You know, yeah. this is weapon. Um, so who's going to be, can you, you can still have your two running backs, Algier and Damian Williams. <clears throat> um, but then there's Avery Williams, who has a spot on the team for special teams. Um, and then, you know, you can, you can try and get some packages. How much will he play on offense? Probably not a ton. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like they tried to get him, you know, he he's he's too new to the position to to try and to be used too often, uh, but as a returner, I think he's still pretty safe. Um, Lou coming in over on Facebook, appreciate you joining us, Lou. He says Gino is worse. Yeah, I mean seriously, you know, if you're going, if you're starting tomorrow, do you want Marcus Mariota going back to the beginning of the quarterbacks? You know, is Marcus Mariota thirty two? Well, he can't be thirty two because I'd rather have him over either of the starters in Seattle. Um, yeah. I might be biased on that. This is a Falcon show. That doesn't mean I'm wrong. I'd, I'd rather have I'd rather have Marcus Mariota than Geno Smith or Drew Locke. That doesn't seem like a outlandish statement to me. Um, you know, there, there's talk about the, they're going with Geno Smith and Drew Locke because they want the number one overall pick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't. And there's there's <clears throat> legitimate optimism around Marcus Mariota's play in Atlanta. So that one's. Uh, that one's tough. So, um, you know, Joe says Huntley is the odd man out, and Allison could be the odd man out, too. You're not going to keep – those are the two guys. Uh, Kadri Allison's done some good things, but if you start talking Cordero Patterson needs a spot, Avery Williams needs a spot, Tyler Algier needs a spot, you know, you there's three. You've got an X-Factor and a return man, so there might be room for uh, the fourth and Damian Williams for sure. But after that, Caleb Huntley and Kadri Allison – I think they're guys that could uh, end up either, you know, yo-yoing in and out of the practice squad or, or whatnot. But um, I, I don't see. And, and and Dana Miller comes in and says Allison deserves a real shot. You know, again, uh, it depends on how they feel about Damian Williams. And I don't know that we've gotten a real good look at Damian Williams in the preseason. Um, is that because he's got a spot sewn up, or is it because he's on the bubble? Yeah, it's. Uh... It's a good question. Um, I think Allison's looked pretty good, but Tyler Algier's the one. If anybody, I know he's higher on the depth chart, but uh, maybe Damian Williams, you know, especially because he's an, a veteran running back. Those guys 
tend to not last very long on rosters or you can find equivalents out there. I know that the Falcons have to have their former Chicago bear pipeline in there right now, but um, <laughs> that's a, uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, the other position battle that interests me right now is uh, one of the edge rusher spots. Obviously Lorenzo Carter is starting on one side, but Ogundeji versus Ebiketti, um t- intrigues me a lot. It seems like Ogundeji right now is more of the base package guy with Ebiketti coming in as the more pass rush specialist, but Ebiketti is just a more talented player um, from what I, I've gathered. Um, and seen so curious to see how that one plays out as well I'm looking at just taking a look at Damian Williams going back to that one um he got a five hundred thousand dollar signing bonus um with a 1.1 so his dead cap would be five hundred thousand he's 30 years old one year and it's not like you know Mike Davis had a better resume coming in than than uh than Damian Williams said he's he's never broken 500 yards rushing yeah. Um, you know, he's got 1400 yards career. He had 164. So it's not like we're bringing in, uh, like some of the guys we've seen the last couple of, of seasons. Um, why can't I remember Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. um, Steven Davis, not Steven Davis. Who was the, the big guy that came in? That was, he was also a Ram, the big running back played for a year and was Steven Turner. Turner. No, Michael Turner, Steven Jackson. Jackson, that's who I, you know, he came in and he he was washed. Gurley yeah. was washed. Um, but those guys had legit resumes. Damien Williams for a $500,000 dead cap hit to save a million. He he's legitimately on the bubble. So Dana, when you're saying Allison deserves a shot, that could be it. I, I don't think Damien Williams is necessarily safe on this team um, coming in. You don't, you hate to flush 500 grand down the drain, but flushing 65 million down the drain. What's another 500,000 on here? So um, you know, when you're talking about what we've seen, what we've seen, um, we've seen Allison look better than Damian Williams in the preseason, you know, and, and they, like I said, Damian Williams isn't coming in with a huge resume to begin with. Uh, it's decent money at 1.6, uh, with a $500,000 signing bonus, but that's not enough to make you safe. $500,000 dead cap hit is not enough to make you safe on this team. Yeah, no, nor should it be. Um, and it's a one-year contract, a 30-year-old free agent running back. I mean, ah, and S th- means thanks, Gurley. Steven means thanks, Todd yeah. Gurley underperformed. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, uh, – Todd Gurley really- didn't play again anymore, did he? He didn't nope. he, he, he didn't play after – he was – he was – it's a tough position, man. It is a it is a tough position um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and and Saring, sorry if I, I mispronounced your name. Um it says, will you be okay to resign Marietta for 30 plus million if you got 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, 10 touchdowns, 30, 30 to 10 on TDs, or let him play last year out next year? Um, if he has that number, then you you talk about an extension because again, he is basically on a one-year deal. Uh he's on a one-year basically $12 million deal. Let me look him up real quick. But his his numbers mean he can be cut next year with about a $2 million dead cap hit, which is, you know, basically nothing today. His dead cap number next year is two and a half. His cap hit would be 14. If I get 30 plus, you know, if I get 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns out of him, plus what we know he can do running the ball, I offer him an extension. Um, I, I extend him without a doubt. And then I'm probably letting... Ritter play the whole of the preseason 
and shopping him. Well, we would already be past the draft, though, wouldn't we? So mm-hmm. um, I would be shopping Ritter for a second-round pick, um, a, a second-round or even a late first if he keeps throwing the way he does. There's going to be some people saying, man, I'd rather have him than we used four picks on Trey Lance, and this guy was in the third. We need this guy. I, I would be shopping Ritter if, he, if, if Marcus Mariota has that kind of season. Um, 4,500 yards uh, in this offense is a boatload. Uh, 30 touchdowns is possible. And then uh, keep that to a three to one touchdown interception ratio. And Marcus Mariota should be comeback player of the year and a possible pro bowler. Yeah. And you also have the uh, franchise tag in your back pocket as well that, you know, make him. It's a two year deal that he has, though, right? It's a two year deal, but you're not franchising Marcus Mariota for the average of the top five quarterbacks played. You know, it depends on the guarantees, though. Like long term, let's say he wants the thirty million a year, but it's an eight year contract. I'd yeah. rather pay him the top five for one year rather than you know let me see you do it again and again. Um, I know yeah. it's it's especially with the the how much guarantees are in the contract uh, for these quarterback these days. I'm I'm a little bit trepidatious, but that said, with the roster that's built around him, if he puts up these stats, uh, then maybe you are buying in. Uh, we're we're a long way from him being 32 on this list to being top five. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a long ways away. Um, and again, I apologize if I, I mispronounce your name. Uh, Saring if the if the T is silent. Um, but uh, those numbers would be fantastic. Um, he would be he should be comeback player of the year and uh, and, a, and a Pro Bowler if he if he puts those, those numbers. So, um. What were uh, how many times has Matt Ryan done that in a much more pass friendly offense? You know, those are the the, the forty five hundred is pretty uh, pretty common for him. The, the man threw for some yardage, um, without a doubt. So let me see, uh, Matt Ryan looking at football ref he broke he was at 4500 basically year in and year out but he only broke 30 touchdowns one two three times in his career uh was only under 10 interceptions one two three times in his career uh i think those were actually all in the same year but <laughs> the, the the touchdown interception ratio was was really good so and again this was a Julio Jones Roddy White Calvin Ridley, Tony Gonzalez, you know, the weapons around him were significantly better than what you see right now. So um, that'd be fantastic. And I would absolutely try and extend him uh, if, if he comes up with numbers like that. Yeah. No, be absolutely. A lot of eating crow. Like I said, I, I don't expect I, those numbers are, those are a moonshot for me, but I don't see the, the, I don't see a bottom five quarterback in the NFL on Marcus Mariota. Maybe I'm, just reminiscing at how good he was at one point that made him such a high draft pick because he's got the tools. We're not talking Sam Darnold here. You know, Sam Darnold, I've been, you know, talking down since he was a, well, at San Clemente High School and in, uh, in, in um, I think he was at San Clemente. He was down there close to San Diego somewhere, went and watched him play. And uh, I'm like, no, you know, we put three stars next to his name and, moved him up and he beat out a, a higher ranked guy at USC and then ends up getting drafted where he did and traded up to get, I'm like, man, I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, probably don't see it. I get the, the argument for Mariota being that low. I think it's a lot. Like if you were arguing 
not 2022, but the quarterback situation on the whole, you do get, I think, a little bit bonus points for the young quarterback because of the unknown, you know, mm-hmm. the direction where with Marcus Mariota's age, if you wanted to rank the quarterback situation, although you have Desmond Ritter here, that you can make the same argument. So I'm talking the room here for long term. So that would bump them up on the same side. But yeah, but the third rounder versus somebody like Trey Lance. I mean, I'm willing to give Trey Lance a little bit of benefit of the doubt because they're they've got a quarterback. You know, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is a, a solid quarterback, a solid NFL starter. And to say, we're going in a different direction, the connecting the dots. Well, San Francisco thinks these guys are better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, I would have ranked here if he was a starter. Ergo, I'll put Trey Lance a little bit farther down because he hasn't proved yet, but I'm not going to put him at the bottom since he hasn't played. So a little bit of that, I get it. And Klee says, I know it's a totally different era, but John Elway never threw for more than 27 TDs in a season. And, and that's why it makes it so hard to compare yeah. uh, to compare eras. There's no quarterback I would rather have in my entire life with the game on the line than Joe Montana. Um, the, the guy was just winner, winner, winner. And yeah. it was, and you knew it. Uh, Tom Brady was, is, is, is like that too. So, you know, if anybody wants to say again, I don't order argue levels of elite. Someone would say, no, I want Tom Brady. I'm like, fine, you can't go wrong that way. And, and they didn't put up those those numbers because it is. It, it's a totally different era for sure. Yeah, no, different era, hard to talk about. It's like in baseball, you know, the dead ball era. Then, you know, you get into the steroid era. Like, ah, how can you compare the two? Same game, but the rules have changed. The type of players have changed, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we got Richie Rich coming in over on YouTube saying it'll be interesting to see Marcus's accuracy. He's thrown a few throws that many corners will not allow during the regular season. Yep, so... Yeah, when you're going against the ones on defense, it'll be a little different. Um, he's also he's going to get a lot of his stuff on the move and a lot of underneath. So again, um, you know, Alameda Zacchaeus in the in the slot could be a, a nice weapon uh, taking those Russell Gage yardage. And then we should see Kyle Pitts over the middle more, and we know Drake London's going to be in the slot a lot. So the middle of the field should be a a target for for. Uh, Marcus Mariota in here. Um, and Breon Green comes in. He says, also depends on whether his performance translates into wins. If we win the division or make the playoffs, I'm not sure how we don't re-sign him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you go out there and you win. Because, again, we talked about his numbers when he was benched for Tannehill. His numbers weren't that bad. You know, mm-hmm. seven touchdowns in six games against two interceptions plus a running yards. That, that's not bad. He had a 93 quarterback average. It's not bad. Um, but they were two and four. So, you know, part of that was was the winning that goes around it. And, you know, those numbers that you mentioned were basically that that um, that Saring mentioned here. Those sound a lot like five and 11 Houston Texans Deshaun Watson numbers, if I'm not mistaken. Those look very similar, except he may have been like a 35 and seven kind of guy that year was even a little bit better. And they were like five and 11, four and 12 the last time we, we saw Deshaun Watson. Um, but Marcus is still young enough that if he puts up numbers like that, he's going to make a lot of money, a lot of money. It's a good opportunity for him for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, happy for him because he seems like a great guy as well. Uh, speaking of good guys, Chris Walker, morning guys. Mm-hmm. Matt was uh, great for yardage, but it was tougher to getting 30 touchdowns a year, especially with the line not being a priority and the lack of a running game after Turner. Uh, got used up and Freeman shining for a season and a half. Yeah, I would I would argue the offensive line was not really not a priority. I mean, you have three first round picks 
on the line right now. We're talking about 14 years though. Oh yeah. True. Um, but they did invest in it some, I think as the defense was much more forgotten about uh, compared to the offensive line, but, uh, yeah, Matt Ryan, very good. You lost Kyle Shanahan. That kind of made everything kind of fall apart after that. And just not having the bevy of weapons. I mean, you have a very smart quarterback like, uh, Matt Ryan, I think it's better to have, you know, four really good uh, players rather than Julio Jones with a bunch of miss around him. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cause then you're not really taking advantage of the, the reads or the mind of uh, Matt Ryan as much when you have like, okay, we're throwing it to Julio Jones. So um, we'll be interesting. I'm excited to see what Matt can do this year with a very strong run game out there in Indianapolis and it's a fresh situation. Not that things got stale in Atlanta, but when a new guy comes in, it kind of just reinvigorates people and the having to go out there and kind of prove themselves again. So will be interesting to see how it plays up, but Matt, yeah, good quarterback. You do expect uh, the quarterback situation on the whole to take a step, a slight step back this year, in my opinion. Maybe Mariota slash Ritter are better fits for what Arthur, Arthur Smith wants to do, but it, on the whole, if we were just ranking these guys, and obviously the Bleacher Report, I'm curious uh, where Ryan ended up, but guessing he, he was, was probably... About, he was about 19. He wasn't that far off. Um, 19, I would guess 15 18, to 19. He was ahead of two up, ahead of Mac Jones, 16, Jalen Hurts, 15, Matt Ryan. So he was middle of the pack. 15. That's yeah. Seems about right um, for Matt Ryan as well. And I I think I think he should. We'll see. Will he's got an opportunity to play well? To Mm -hmm. you know, he's got some good things around him this year. So I'll I'll I'll, I will enjoy watching uh, the Colts play this year for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Jenkins popped in, so just want to jump in and say good morning. See you on the Broncos side. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow morning on on for Broncos for breakfast at nine thirty Eastern over on Mile High Huddle. Joe has a good question. How do you feel about our safeties going into the season? Joe, not good. <laughs> um, not not good. Um, that's one of the places that still that still scares me. You're hoping Richie Grant makes that step up. That's a hope. That's not a guarantee. Um, otherwise, you're you're still looking at uh, you know Jalen Hawkins is playing okay, but you know is is Jalen Hawkins a above average NFL safety right now, or is he average or maybe a little below average? And then you've got Eric Harris uh, backing up, which is where he should be. We're just kind of hoping where he would have been last year, but Richie Grant didn't take that step that you were hoping he would. Um, And then, you know, on the back end of guys that will, you know, as we talk about roster cuts, I think Tease Tabor is a roster cut. Uh, I don't think he will make the roster. Um, Dean Marlowe looked okay. As a, as a backup, but when you're talking about the first three going in, Jalen Hawkins, Richie Grant, Eric Harris, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel great about that position. Um, better pressure up front and better front seven will help. And I really like the corners, especially as Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah Oliver gets healthy. You got Casey Hayward, you got AJ Terrell, D Alford is playing very well. Yep. Um, that you've got four pretty good corners in there and, and uh, that, that, that should help. That should yeah. help. But I, I Richie Grant was a high draft pick for a safety, a yeah. high draft pick for a safety yep. and seeing Javon Holland go the pick after the Falcons had that they traded away reminds you that Richie Grant hasn't played as well as you'd, you'd like him to for where he was drafted. It's time. Taquan Graham, fifth round pick has stepped up. Looks good. I want Richie Grant to make that step to the next level too. Yeah. And that's going to be hard to evaluate until the season's going with run fits and whatnot. Cause that's his big question. Also, 
he was drafted what 24 years old older for the position so mm-hmm. uh we'll see this year it's definitely a position that might be a not a bust but you know a instead of hitting a double or something there which you probably want with those kind of picks it's a single or a base on balls or something like that i don't know when you're i think the next pick after that though was um was Jalen mayfield so mm-hmm. you went you went you went kyle pitts hit talking about hits using baseball yeah. <laughs> yeah. baseball reverence you went kyle hits kyle pitts richie grant and then Jalen Mayfield at the top of the third. Eesh. Yeah. Spencer Brown, baby. Um, no, you got McGarry. He's, you're going to be fine. <laughs> but uh, uh, safety is definitely question, uh, questionable for this roster. You hope that the front seven um, does well enough funneling the run that you don't have to worry about them as much. They can play more in the pass coverage aspects of the game. And that should lead itself to a better situation for Richie Grant specifically. Moss comes in, says a healthy Mariota is a top tier NFL quarterback. Ritter will be a good NFL quarterback, but not top level. So we keep both long term in a in a run dependent system. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we will see if 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 Mariota is not a top tier NFL quarterback, and Ritter you think can be a solid quarterback, but not necessarily a superstar. I'm probably drafting one next year. I'm probably going into the draft and looking to get 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 a quarterback in the draft and try and find that guy. Um, so that is that's something to look at. Uh, Breon comes in. He says, "I'm not sold on Richie Grant just yet. I'm not sure he, have, he has the athleticism for an NFL starter at safety. Honestly, I I liked. I was all about the Richie Grant pick and the fact that they were able to trade down and get him. I didn't watch Javon Holland as much. I was a senior. I, I watched the Senior Bowl that year. I went down to practices and watched what they're able to do in basically." athleticism one-on-one type of drills where there's not much reading going on. There's not much processing going on. It's what kind of athlete are you? And I was pleased with what I saw with Richie Grant. thought he was very good in coverage. I liked the way he flipped his hits. I'm like, uh, hips. I'm like, okay, I like this guy. I honestly think it's the, the, the seeing of the game, which is so important in the middle of the field, mm-hmm. the, you know, from inside linebacker to center to quarterback to safety. Those are cerebral positions as much of anything. Yes, you have to have the athleticism, of course, but the reading of the game, and especially, you know, that's where you're hoping in a Dean Peace offense, which defense, which is fairly complex, year two, he can take that step. But no, there is no reason to be sold on Richie Grant yet. He hasn't shown anything. Yep. No, yeah, it's uh, got to wait on him. And we said a comment here about uh, <clears throat> he wasn't available. Um, Holland was gone. Holland was gone when after the Falcons traded down. But uh, right, that's right. So Breon, um, the Falcons had the pick before he was taken. They traded it to Denver and traded down. Uh, Denver used the Falcons pick to take Javante Williams. It was, uh, and then the very next pick was where Javon Holland went. So by the time the Falcons did draft, yeah, he was gone. But if they had stayed put and not traded down, what they got, they ended up getting Richie Grant and Drew Dahlman for Javante Williams, then uh, Javon Holland at safety could have been the pick there. And we know the Falcons needed a safety. They had to come out of the draft with a safety when they were going into the season with Jerron Harmon and Eric Harris. They were taking a safety. They traded down, and again, they're at the Senior Bowl. They've done a lot of Senior Bowl drafting, which kills me because Spencer <clears throat> Brown killed it at the Senior Bowl, and you guys were there. But yeah. – um, offensive tackle, right tackle, future pro bowler, uh, Buffalo Bills drafted at like 98. Yeah. Um, but Javon Holland could, was available. He was. Yep. And also, uh, Christian Barmore available as well, who was really good, uh, for the Patriots last year, but see how it plays out. Um, will be interesting. And Richie Grant, you know, don't make it, uh, 
Don't give up on him just yet. And uh, Kevin Mapp come in and saying, what is our strongest group and what is our weakest player group? What do you think, Scott? Oh, I don't know. This one was tough. Um, Chris says, comes in and says linebacker um, defensive line is the weakest. Um, a healthy, productive Deion Jones. And I agree with you, but I, I think right now cornerback, I think cornerback is the strongest when you've got uh, AJ Terrell, Casey Hayward, D Alford playing well and Isaiah Oliver coming off a good season. Hopefully he's playing safety. Isn't good. Um, defensive line. Isn't it's still question marks. It, it's just so better. Question marks. Yeah. Yeah. Defensive line is better. Um, you know, if I got Grady Jarrett and, and, uh, Taquan Graham playing really well on the edge, I can plug in Anthony rush at the, at the nose guard. I'm okay with the defensive line. The depth there has some questions. Yeah. Cornerback is the strongest safety. Isn't good. If you wrap those in as in a bundle and call them defensive backs. Um, but I've got, depending on what McGarry does, um, depending on Matt Hennessy and depending on Elijah Wilkinson, the offensive line is still arguably the weaker group and some might say quarterback <laughs> yeah uh the running back room isn't all that great honestly yeah. and then you're you've got a bunch of you know I, I think pff ranked the wide receiver room the worst you've got you've got uh if i throw cordero patterson in there as a wide receiver and kyle pitts in as a wide receiver all right now my receiving options look pretty good but I, i'll say i'll say cornerback and and safety um and if you if you if you don't let me do defensive backs together i'm going to say offensive line yeah, I think cornerback's a good call. Wide receiver's weird because it's super top-heavy. It's not totally proven yet, but Kyle Pitts and Drake London as a one-two punch is pretty damn fun. Mm -hmm. But after that, it's... Uh, who, it's who unproven. Knows? You know, yeah. Drake London's unproven. So, you know, he could be really good. There's there's excitement there. I, I know what I got in Kyle Pitts. I, I know. I'm, I'm yeah. good there. Um, after that, there's a bunch of Jags and a, a, a high-priced rookie. You know, and, yeah. and again, why the, the it wasn't a great trade down draft, but you know, I'm hearing about Christian Watson. I'm hearing about George Pickens. I'm hearing about Sky Moore. I'm hearing about Garrett Wilson. I'm hearing about all these receivers and by God, Drake London better be a dude because yeah. taking him at eight when there were so many options moving down the draft was, was risky. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, Going to be better be a good player. Uh, typically, you do see that, though, um, for the early drafted wide receiver, especially as of late. So I'm expecting a good year from him. C question also will be, uh, was he the right wide receiver, uh, considering Garrett Wilson right behind him? That's that's what I mean. You know, there's yeah. so many there's so many options on Jameson there. Williams. Yeah, we'll see. It's, Lots of them. Yeah. Lots of them. And again, I was a you were a huge Sky Moore guy and I was a big Christian Watson fan. And those those guys both went in the second round. And then George Pickens <clears throat> went in the second round. Georgia boy. Yeah. Uh, on that note, this Georgia boy is going to get us out of here. Um, we've got our final uh, preseason game coming up. It'll be interesting to see how much the ones play. And um, we'll be back on Monday for an instant reaction at 845 a.m. for Forging the Falcons. And that will preview... We'll also preview some of the roster cuts that are coming that Tuesday. And then Wednesday, we'll react to the 53-man. So over the course of the next seven days, there's a lot going on, Nick. Yeah, it'll be a great time. Um, didn't even really get into the uh, roster cuts as well. I saw the Falcons website messed it up. Um, they listed uh, Auden Tate uh, being released twice, once as a wide receiver and once as a outside linebacker. Um, so uh, <laughs> come on, Falcons, what's going on? I know he's a big wide receiver, but come on. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it'll be a lot of a rough day. Yeah, God. 
you got fired on your day off. No. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, football season's gearing up, man. We are coming down. There's starting to be a little bit of crispness in the air waking up here, although we have another heat wave coming this weekend in Seattle. So can't get, can't get through it, but, um, fall is coming. Football's coming. It's going to be a good season. A lot more, uh, a lot more excitement uh, this year for the Falcons as well, because it doesn't feel like a rudderless boat. Even if they're going to be a worse record-wise this year, maybe they have direction, and uh, that matters for a franchise. Well, and again, I'm I'm looking for bright spots, and yep. bright spots I've seen that were some big questions going in were Caleb McGarry said it a bunch, Taquan Graham. I'm excited to see if Taquan Graham can keep this level up. I mean, yeah. you give me a, a defensive lineman, you start talking trench play and a second year player that's playing like he's doing in the preseason. Yeah. You got my attention. The, the young guys, Drake London is young too. Kyle Pitts is still 21 years old for God's sakes. Um, and then reinstate Calvin Ridley and see if you can get anything back for him. Um, I'm interested to get that $11 million of his guaranteed contract back. That's, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, and spending spending that money too, and if they can get a draft pick out of it, even better. So, it's going to be again. There, it's going to be an interesting an interesting year. It, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm looking for what two and a half weeks away from kickoff, but I am looking forward to this weekend going against Jacksonville. Not exactly murderers row the Falcons had in uh, in the preseason with the Lions, the Jets, and the Jags, uh, but. Uh, we've, we've gotten a good look at a lot of players and I'm, I'm glad to see some of the ones play, uh, this year instead of last year, you know, where they went out there and then got freaking pimp slapped by the, the Eagles in the trenches on that note, why, who might not end on a nice, uh, pimp slap. Thanks to everybody for coming in. John coming in late, um, coming in late, uh, on, on face on YouTube. Thank you. But, but Breon, Joe, Chris, Kevin, Facebook was extremely active today. Richie and Clee and, and Saring Dana on YouTube. Thanks all for coming in. As always, our star supporter, Mark Schrader, coming in with some stars on Facebook. Thank you so much. We just kind of laid out what we've got coming in the next six days. So we will see you on Monday on Forging the Falcons 845 as we react to the final preseason game and look forward to the roster cuts. And then we'll be back on Wednesday to react to the roster cuts as the Falcons go to their 53. So until then... We will see you next time. Thanks for being here.